the stage. The better he is! <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to the Don Pod. I'm Sam, I'm here with Nathan, and we're here to review. Review a pretty... Um, a better Anzac Day, but probably not still one we were after. Hello Nathan, how are you? I'm good, thanks Sam. How are you, buddy? How are your emotions? I'm torn, to be, to be honest with you. Um... A much better effort, a much better effort uh, compared to last week. We actually won the third quarter, which is nice, but obviously not the results that we wanted. How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, Agree in that we played better football, but so at least it wasn't effort this time. It was actually ability that let us down. Yeah. Uh, Minor people. Somehow, I think that's better. I mm. think it is better, and we'll for reasons we'll get into uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, a few little things. One is we're trying some new things with audio, so um, we've had a bit of feedback about how we sound. So uh, let us know if this is any better, any worse, how you feel about that. Uh, second thing is if you're watching us on Facebook Live or on YouTube, hello, lovely new backgrounds. Um, yes, they are awful. <laughs> but we had great Ooh, fun hand went away. putting them together. <laughs> so there's that. Amazing how you can fill an afternoon in. Oh, yes, when you're meant to be working. Um, <laughs> uh, that is it, yeah. But um, we love the feedback. So thanks to those that have got in touch and said, hey, the audio is a bit hard to, to hear. Um, hopefully we fixed it. So, yeah, let us know. All right, we'll crack in. So obviously Collingwood won. That's no surprise to anyone. Um for us, Darcy <laughs> Parish, 44 disposals. He's equal PB, also equal club record because um, Darcy holds that record. 30 touches at halftime is the most since 2000, which is pretty impressive. Uh, 12 clearances, seven of which from the middle, 75% efficiency and seven score involvements. A very good game from Darcy. Uh, Merritt 36, McGrath 31, Shield 26 and Rusty Martin because I always have to include him, 22. Uh, the goals for us, Waterman four, Stringer three, Guelphie Perkins two, and Wright one. For Collingwood, uh, the criminal, Dugowie 27, Pendlebury 25, throwing it back to 2017, Pendlebury um, giving up, giving me nightmares in particular. Uh, Crisp 24, and Nick Dacos and Noble with 23 each. Goals. I think I know how to pronounce his name. Ginevan or Ginevan? I'm not really sure. I'm going to go with Ginevan. If it's wrong, I apologize. Five. My check four. And then singles mm. to Taylor Adams, Cameron, Crisp, Grundy, McGuinness, and Heiner with uh, one H, as I said. Um, I think we we talk about Ginevan just quickly. Um, obviously a hot topic. Uh, following in the footsteps of, oh, who was it? Uh, Mark McGough. Was the oh, last team yeah. to win the Anzac medal, so I'm sure that's the uh, wet, wet firing day that day for, for Ginevan. Um, I was quite close to where he shushed, uh, it was a couple of days around from me, and I saw it 
And my first reaction was, you want to make sure you win, kid. You don't shush a crowd in mm. the second quarter. Mm. You bloody go win. And yeah, if I mean fair dues, he kicked five goals and they won and he was best on ground. So a little bit of humble pie. Mm. For it us hurts there. extra, doesn't it? I knew as soon as I saw he was in, I thought he's the sort of guy that's going to kick five against or four or five against us. Like, yeah. I just felt like he's like the Cody Waitman of Collingwood. You know, he's got a oh, so much I will say, throwback. And... I will say that at least Cody Waitman did, did it in a final um, yeah. when it mattered. Yeah. But like I said, you know, it's one thing to be an arrogant little shit, which he was, but you know, you've got to back it up. And he did. He kicked five yeah. and it was the reason they won the game and won the medal. Um, I saw a bit of media around his uh, speech. I watched it today. I didn't think it was awful. He didn't know what to say. That's that's okay for a kid. Yep. Um, so I don't really see the issues there, but fair enough. Just next mm-hmm. time we play him, next time we play them, I just hope he gets yeah. a bit more attention. I would have liked to see our players get into him a bit after shushing mm-hmm. our supporters, but and we we do play him again too later in the year. Yeah. So. We'll yeah, see how we all's fair in love and war, you know. He backed yep. it up, and I respect that. So. Yep. Right. We'll move into some goods and some bads. Uh, not Adam Goods, just some positives. Uh, we'll start with a pretty obvious one in uh, Mr. Parrish. Do you think it he was... took the criticism from last week well? I think he took it personally, to be honest. I think he... I mean, as as much of a reaction as you can get from that to have thirty disposals well, and sixteen at in the first time. quarter, yeah, like that first quarter, he just seemed to be everywhere and involved in everything. And I think his attitude was, "I don't have to tackle if I've always got the ball. If I have the football, yeah, I don't have to tackle. Yeah. That's reasonable. I don't have to chase anyone because if I've got the ball, I don't have to chase." And I think it was a good theory. I think it could work. Hmm. Uh, I did hear some good news too that it. Tonight, that it's not uh, a syndesmosis. That is good news. Too. That is excellent. Yep. And they're hoping uh, that he might play the doggies this week. As long as he's 100%. Yeah, that's right. We are one and five, well, so no point in risking still. our best player right now. No point in risking that. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Parrish, pretty clear best on for us. And it wasn't, he, he's getting a bit of stick. I say a bit of stick. It's a very small amount online, just through Facebook comments and that sort of stuff. 31 handballs. But he was winning the ball like yeah. every single centre bounce just about in the first half. And meaning like there were handballs that were effective to a teammate who then had space mm. to kick the ball. Like yep. I get the whole handball. That's a lot of handballs. But they weren't just nothing handballs. No. They were generally... He's not running around sheepdogging. He, he, no. was, he wasn't sneaking around the back. A lot of the handballs were two guys like Merritt, who then was kicking it to good options. And, and I think we all know Parrish is not great by foot. It's not one of his strengths. And I think that... Yeah, he's definitely improved. But I think that he realised that. And if he's got an opportunity and he sees a player like Merritt sitting out with a bit of space, he's going to give it to him because he knows... One, he makes good decisions, and two, he'll hit the target. Yeah, and in the centre bounce situation in particular, you're all most of your possessions, well, not most, of, a lot of them are going to be handballs because you're looking for the space to get the kick. Yeah. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you'll just get the hack no. kick. But yep. every team see, does. We're that. trying that's to get not, you can. That's not you can see Essendon's game plan is to try and get that, and we can talk about this in more in detail. Is to try and get that chain of handballs to get guys free and running forward. That's yeah. 
part of the game plan that they're doing now. And we are, did you say, backfires? before we hit go, did you say we were third in the AFL for hitouts? Yes, correct. So, you know, we're winning the ball from the ruck more often than not. And then in this particular game, you've got Parrish winning it and getting hands away to a bloke that can kick a football. And honestly, if he's getting the ball, handballing it to Merritt, Merritt's our best kick out of the, out of the guts. Yep. So no dramas there whatsoever. Um, just on the middle, on the centre of the ground, I thought one of, if not the best game Draper has played for the football club. You've been critical on him. Do you have any thoughts? That's what you're doing there, Sam. Uh, look, I thought I would. I, I don't know if it's his best, but I certainly think it's his best this year. Um, he's he went up against the top two or three ruckmen in the competition for the last five six years in Grundy, and I think and held his own. Um, probably just I think the the problem, and you know. I don't want to be too negative, but where Grundy got off the lead a bit was he was involved in, you know, kick one goal himself and set up two other scoring opportunities. So whereas Draper didn't do that, you know, and that's Draper's young. He's got to work on that stuff. That's probably the negative always on him is kicking that beautiful bit of play where he pushes a player off. Uh, Have you seen the footage of the ball drop? Nearly like no, spins it was, around. It was about off. 20 metres in front of me. We, oh, right, yeah. we, everyone just about stood up when he, through two yeah. of them, just willing yeah. the ball to go through the big sticks because it, it, it would have been yeah. absolute scenes. But yeah, it rotated pretty much a full time between his hand yeah. and his feet. Yeah, but Good. nothing um, new to us. He's no, nothing new to us. But look, and, it definitely was his best game. I was a little disappointed though that we didn't play Brian because yes. I still think that in the last quarter, I thought that's when Draper looked a little more tired and would have helped been helpful. And I also have an, I still have the issue that when Draper's not rucking, it's um, right and or in this game, it was well, a bit it started of water, being Baldwin. Uh, Baldwin, Baldwin, which is Baldwin was up against Grundy a couple of times. I was like, oh my God, this is bad. That, and that was in that period in the first and second quarter where Collingwood looked like they were just going to get away from us. Yeah, that blew my mind. It, I didn't notice it, I think, until later in the first quarter, maybe even second quarter. It was a stoppage in our back half. So our defensive 50. And I don't know. That was Baldwin. What? If he's rucking in the forward 50, I, okay. Yeah. That that might work. But he's clearly, it's a plan to have him around the ground. Right? Mm. Sorry, he's like 191. Yeah. And he's coming up against not only a 200 centimeter ruckman, but a 200 centimeter ruckman that happens to be one of the best two for the last five yep. six seven years yep. <laughs> bit rough i'm with you i would have rather seen um brian over baldwin but you know that's 2020 hindsight so yeah hindsight's always a wonderful thing i, I just we, I, you know what i found it was interesting i guess i guess about that was that we'd obviously gone in two weeks ago when was it two or three weeks ago when we went with the parish uh, sorry the the um phillips and draper sort of combo the maybe three weeks ago we started doing that and the first week, it wasn't very good. The second week, I think we liked it a bit more. And the third week is when Phillips got injured, I think. So well, it was I interesting that they dropped that then this week. Like, if it's not Phillips, key, Bryant can't do it. The key bits were, or the key thing for me was that every time we played Phillips, excluding the Fremantle game because he got injured so early, yeah, yeah. right kicked three or four. 
every time. Mm. And it may have only been two, so that's a bit silly saying every time. But yeah. it changed Wright's game. Wright didn't have a good game against Fremantle. And as you pointed out, he's a bit of a confidence player. So that flowed into this week. We'll get to Wright in a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't want to get too much into that just yet. Some other positives, and then stop me if you want to say a little bit more uh, about them. Perkins, I thought he was in and out of the game a little bit, but 16 touches, 81% and two goals. Had two set shots and kicked them both. I have a lot of time for guys that take their chances. So I thought I'd he still was like good. to see him in the in the CBA, in the center bounces a little yep. bit more. He only did one, I think, for the game. I'd like to see that. I think he's got some, that shake and bake sort of, Ability. He's got a bit of an evasiveness about him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. and I think that, you know, a bit like Stringer, who probably uses his strength to do it, but um, Perkins can sort of step around some guys and create space. Yeah. Uh, Redmond, I'm a bit, well, we have actually, both of us have been a bit critical on him, especially the preseason. 21 touches at 95%. That's a very good game of football. Um, he, I remember one moment, which was probably the first time I noticed him all day, which again, for a defender, I like it. Passed. Um, he good closing speed on an aerial ball and crunched it over the boundary line. Yep, just simple shit. It was a defensive act. Love it. There's um, another bit where he came streaming out of the back line and got a handball receive and powered away past mm. a couple of yeah, Collingwood players. So, so, look, that's good. Um, but the concern for me still is that when the ball is turned over, the same defenders are left one on one, and yes, I, it was I always busy to yeah. Pally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't get that because they're not winning those one-on-ones. Like my check kicked four, and I reckon two or three of them came from just one-on-ones with Laverde, and and he mm. just wasn't up to it. Yep. Um, Sammy Durham, probably one of my favourite players yeah. on the day. Seventeen touches, four tackles at ninety-four percent efficiency with his disposals and five intercept possessions. He, we're, we're going to touch on Guelphic a bit later, but. He has that same sort of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just, he's just, he's there. He's chasing, he's harassing, he's doing something, but he's also got four tackles, which is an equal game high for the, for Essendon, not a match high, but for the club. And he's had 17 touches, 94% of them have hit the target. That's yep. beautiful. That's Love it. That's what we're talking about. And that's, and that's what surprises us about guys like Nick Martin is that he had, I think he had 22 touches and 20 of them were effective. So yep. like, and I guess, we're surprised by that because of some of our players. I think we get a bit hard on and Heppel might be one we can think of who they, you know, turn the ball over when it hurts us, you know, by bad kicking and bad handling. I can understand that when pressure comes, you can make mistakes, but when you're watching a guy who's kicking it to a target and misses the target by a bit and the ball gets turned over, you get a bit frustrated because mm. in today's modern football with on dry Dry grounds, you know, we're not playing in the wet and the mud. You know, the skills have to be elite. Like, you can't spill the ball. You you know, t- the good teams don't second grab, don't, you know. That's the thing. And, uh, yeah, okay, I'll save that for the negatives because this is the positives. Um, I did have Nick Martin on there, 22 touches, 82%. Seven marks to go with that, which is pretty handy. Uh, um, I yep. love him. <laughs> I say it every week. I love the guy. Um, and probably... Uh, the next or the most important one I want to mention is McGrath. 31 touches, nine marks, four clearances, mostly off half back. I think you mm. looked at his heat tracker. It was 80% yep. defensive half, yep. um, but he was clean. He didn't hack kick. 
He had one Did quick kick, but it was a good kick. Um, definitely his best game for the year. Absolutely his we, best game for the he year. Kept, he played on Dugowie a lot for a lot. I think Hobbs went on to him somewhere around the last quarter two for a little bit. But he kept him... Well, he didn't kick a goal. He still had 27 touches, but... I'll take that without a goal. Yeah. I don't think Dugowie destroyed us. Really. It wasn't Dugowie that, the, that hurt us. It was guys that we should have been able to contain, really. Yeah. Um, but it was good to see. Uh, I didn't actually get his disposal efficiency, so maybe that says it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. But oh, he looked confident. He looked good with the ball. He was clean, mm. um, which is a great segue into some, I don't want to say negatives or bad, just some things that need improving, shall we say. Well, um, I'll just have a quick question on that before yes, we please. jump to the next 83% one. 83% effective. McGrath. Yeah, that's good. What do you think then of Hind being out and McGrath playing that half back? <laughs> Hind's a weird one. At at the game, I thought he was <laughs> horrible. Yeah. He had fourteen touches <laughs> in a corner yeah, of the ball. A couple of them were turnovers, and it was yeah, efficiency. Probably why I thought he was awful because he had that much of it, and he gave and that fifty. That fifty that I felt killed us too. Look, when we had, well, I, don't know, I wouldn't say momentum, and but we still had a chance. We were in it. We were in the game still, yeah. and that was. It's been a rule for how long now? This is the third season, I think. Yeah, yeah and he just got, and it was a ruckman that sucked him in too. Like it was mm. Grundy that sucked him into the hey, fake jar. I can. Like, oh, there's just a small part of me that can accept it in the sense that game's on the line. He's doing everything he possibly can in his own mind to defend. And it was going to be an easy kick to a Collingwood player if he went through with that kick. But yeah, third season, it's just footy IQ. And we constantly, I constantly constantly mention how much of a low IQ side we actually can be. So very low. It was a bit like that. Um, Mm. I, yes, I don't like our number one draft pick being on halfback, but if he has that sort of game every week, then yeah, no dramas from me. Yep. Particularly when Heppel Heppel's not doing much. If he wasn't our captain, I would be seriously thinking he's in a realm where he might get dropped. Kind of bad. I, th- I thought he was okay on the weekend, but I think the problem is that from what I saw in you might be able to confirm more of this is that it looked like he was playing on uh, Ginevan. Gentlemen, whatever, a lot. And if he was, and then kicking, this is my problem with defenders is that you get 21 touches or whatever, that's all well and good. But if the guy you're playing on has kicked five goals, that's, that's a no lot. It's all for nothing. Yep. You can get, yeah. You can, get, you can be like Parrish, you get 44 touches. But if the guy you're on kicks five goals, you're sort of pointless. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I think, yeah, McGrath in that role over Hind, especially given Hind's output. Yep. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yep. Um, well, probably some structural things is a bit more in depth. So I want to mention tackles again. So yep. we had 18 we're a blue-collar team. Yeah, blue-collar team had 18 players with two tackles or less. Um, Nick Hind is also in that category, but I felt it rough to include him given how he played a quarter. Um, yep. I think he had two, so maybe he would have had eight if the averages go on. Go with that maths. I um, do that all the time in fantasy football. Yes. He got a oh, hunt. Yeah. Well, if that, if that logic applied, Parrish would have had 60 touches. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, 18 plays with two or less. I get 
not everyone's going to have five tackles, but you need at least 10 players with sort of three or more, four or more. Yeah. Well, we oh, lost okay. the tackle count by 12, which is when we were behind in the, you know, um, 75% of the game. I mean, yeah, we, we didn't won get the clearances, the third quarter, did you, we? Yeah. You could argue that because we were winning the clearances, we weren't tackling as much, but. No, you still got to. Yeah. It's a concern that we we are bottom one of the bottom teams in tackles. Like for this, what they tell us is a blue, blue collar team, workman like blue collar. Can't get too can't harsh. It was better. It was a better performance. Oh, but definitely. But we can't. I, accept, we still lost Sam. Like we can't accept that. We don't accept losses. No, I read a good uh, comment today uh, on our Facebook page, and I apologise. I forget who it was that said it. Um, it was Chris Scott said, said we it? don't he, he, Chris Scott posted on our Facebook page it was a right, don't mess with my head it's not good um, <laughs> wow we are really taking off Sam an Will individual an individual commented a comment saying Chris Scott said <laughs> uh, we don't coach effort mm. effort is a basic expectation and yeah. it's not coached because you rock up on a game day, you expect 22 players, maybe 23 players to give you effort. Yep. It's not coached. Great point. Hmm. Um, and it's funny, yeah. there's the thing that's been talked about most in our first five weeks, you know, effort, you know, the effort's not there. We've got to, you know, find a way to get that. Which. And that, you know, as you're saying, it shouldn't be something we're looking for. That should which, be expected. Yes, absolutely. Which is a great segue into Guelphie. Now, Ooh. Me and you, probably for the first time in oh, maybe about 12 months having doing this little podcast, little project yep. of ours, disagree. Yep. So I, I like what he brings to the table. I think when he's playing good football, well, obviously when he's playing good football, that's a dumb statement. When, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think he's in our best 22. Take your, take your time, buddy. I think he is worth being in that side because of the things like the smothering. Um, uh, yesterday, he kicked two goals, one from a holding the ball tackle that I... Uh, uh, never holding the ball, but anyway. Um, smothers, 23 pressure acts yesterday. Only two tackles. He was in that mob. I guess the knock for me is 12 disposals at 67%, but Two goals, harasses. I like it. Now you talk. Well, my problem with him is that he's played nearly 70 sort of odd games. He's been at the club four or five years. Um, I saw him on the wing a bit, which I, I really am concerned for the club if if that's our option for a wingman. But he, he could make a handy small forward, but I don't think he hasn't got enough attributes that I think make it. I personally put him in that sort of 22 to 25 to 27 sort of best player. He's a backup of other players. If somebody else goes out, but yeah, he's good depth. He's a great depth player, but not, as I said, I I, I like him and I I really respect the commitment and all those one percenters. But as I've said to you, they all should do that. That, that shouldn't, we shouldn't be just seeing wealthy and sometimes, uh, Sam Durham doing that and going, hey, look, you know, they're really good because they occasionally smother or they occasionally tackle. We should be like, well, they're all doing that. Mm. Let's pick apart the guys that are probably letting us down because they're not 
good enough in the row. I guess the point is, wingmen in current football are really quality. But you look at like Langdon at Melbourne. I know that's you know probably the top echelon at the moment. Well, that's but, what you can pay yourself to. That's fine. Yeah, that's right. He runs his guts out for one. Gets up and down the ground. Does defensive things. I don't see Guelphy up the other end doing a lot of stuff defensively. Like he's not crashing back or he's not you know helping out a defender. You will often see Langdon being on a one-on-one with a forward because he's the only one that's got back there and covered the defence. Whereas he, Guelphy doesn't yeah. do that. Guelphy gets forward a bit more and tries to kick goals, which he's not great at that. I don't know. As I said, if he's a wingman in in our team, then I don't think that's a team that can win a flag, personally. That's my view. Fair enough. Uh, In the comments, please please let us know what you think of Guelph. Mm. Like I said, it's not very often myself and Nathan have a disagreement. We are pretty much aligned (laughs) in what we think of the club. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, I think a bit of disagreement is good sometimes for content, but it makes you a lot easier to talk to. Uh, just to back up your point, 66% offensive half uh, for Guelphie, 34% defensive, and it was sort of wing half back. He didn't actually have a yeah. possession in the defensive 50. Yeah, see, um, so if he's playing on a wing, like as I said, I'd, and maybe because the, the problem I have too is that going to Cox, I guess, would be a pretty good segue under Cox because, so if he's our other winger at the moment, and I think it's a mix between, there's probably Durham might get on there as well, but with Cox, like, I like him, but he's not quick enough to be a winger. He's got the tank, obviously, to run up and down the ground, but he's not quick enough. Like, the number of times we saw Steele run away from him, and Steele's like 37. Like, you know, I like how you're on first on name basis with opposition Steele. Well, Always, Steel Jack Steele, cool did we play? Did we play St Kilda? Steel's far bottom, man. Yeah, and um, so, and, so, and what I think frustrates me a bit about Cox is that okay, so if I'm playing on someone and I'm like him, I, I can't beat him on pace. But what I've got to try and do is get up forward and try and take a mark and use my height, or get down back and help the defenders. And you know, because I'm tall, I can come in and cause some punching. You know, so you might not. You, I, I guess it's again it goes back to that smartness of our players. Is that they don't say, oh, well, where do I, where can I beat this guy? Because, you know, he can beat me with pace. So I've got to hurt him somewhere else. I've got to pick a couple of goals, get forward, try and get a one-on-one with him and steal side bottom. He should be able to just stick his arm up and mark the ball and still couldn't do anything about it realistically. But he, Yeah, you know. it, you're right. And that comes down to the delivery he gets from his teammates. Of course, there's, there's he some had, other factors in it. But... He had one really good moment in the first quarter where he... I can't remember exactly what happened. He tackled side bottom, steel, um, won the footy back, and we ended up with a shot at goal on it, which was ultimately yep. missed. But he really got love from the crowd. Your, it's your, well, it wasn't your goal because it wasn't a goal, but all yep. you, Coxie, all you. And yep, yep. I thought at that point, it was definitely first quarter, I thought at that point, maybe, oh, maybe he's just in for a big game because a bit of love, yep. you know, we're only humans. Getting that sort of feedback from the crowd and sort of, Especially as a kid, but yeah. Five touches in the first quarter, then zero, three, and two. And he only went at 70%. So, yeah. It's just I not- don't know. I don't know if we just need to chuck him back in the VFL and say, look, we're going to play on the wing here and just see how you go against some lesser quality opposition or chuck him in the forward line and do the same thing yeah. or just work out what love- you want from him first and then yeah. have him back in the AFL side with a clear direction on what and his what role, role actually is. I would love, and I don't understand how it hasn't happened. I would love to give him a shot at half forward or at centre half forward or something like that. Like, I don't understand why in the 
like especially i mean we're not playing finals we're one and five oh God, so no so why not say with him like guys like him and there's a few other vfl guys let's get them in see where how they can play and what effect they can have on the team yeah. it's going to be a season towards the end where we're going to be looking at young kids and going, well, what, well how good are you well actually we'll get to that in a minute because we'll talk a bit more a little bit about the dog game coming up um yep. uh the last one there i had or one of the last two I had there was Laverde, 54% game time. He hurt himself very early on, and yep. Yep. I'm worried he might miss football. I don't know how long. I didn't see. I haven't seen anything about it. It looked like a corky, but it could be something more serious, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if they took him out to try and get some pace in the game because we didn't really need that many tools because they that had that. They lost um, a tool. Kruger. <laughs> shorter tool. Kruger went off with his um, shoulder injury. So maybe that was a bit more of a coaching strategic sort of move which i'd be i'd struggle to believe because i don't think we make many of them during games mm. I yeah think i said it's there harry hindsight again like everyone's got 2020 hindsight i would have preferred hind to come on as a forward mm. again because collingwood had already lost the tall by lav going off we weren't really losing you know you're losing a matchup yep so if they don't have the tall. We don't have the tall. Like it kind of worked. Hind yep. as a forward would have been at least a little bit of, you know, quick up the forward line. I don't know what the term is. Would have been that. hard to give away that fifty. Hard to do that, and he's got a decent goal sense. I can remember him once or twice just getting the ball, chucking it on the boot, quick snap for a goal. He's got that yeah, yeah. in him. We played so, forward for St Kilda when they drafted him. They mm. made him into a forward. That obviously didn't work out because they got rid of him. Um, is that then, is that a, a theory on that? Well, then would be you'd have to send someone back and Baldwin, could Baldwin go back or would it have been then better to have someone like a Francis in the team because well, he can ro- Where are Collingwood going to get the both. height from? If, if they've lost Kruger and they're going to put height down there, what's the height? Grundy. Well, then they haven't got a Ruckman. Well, um, well I guess Cameron um, Darcy, is it? Well, Cameron um, was already down there. Yeah, yeah, and my checks, my checks, re- reasonably tall. Like he's not. You had, we had matchups for that again. It wasn't yeah. like um, Hines yeah, yeah, coming yeah. on to match up against those yeah. guys. Don't know. I, I, guess, just... I guess we we're a team that believes that our attack comes from defence. Yeah, That's know. what it seems to be. In a game where we were behind most of it, it was there to be won. Yeah. For me, the move would have been to put Hind in the forward line, if anywhere, just a bit of spark because it's an like. We're not going to win the game by not kicking. Sorry, we're not going to win the game by them not kicking goals. We had to kick goals because yeah, we were behind. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, that's right. I, I still, I still after that game, I'm still worried about our fitness because I felt like it. Like we, you know, in that third quarter, I, I was worried I how we were going to go. Over the top of them, to yeah, the third quarter we played a good quarter. Like mm. we, we, everything got right, and I, I thought, gee, we're actually a shot here. And then we, I don't know what the scores would have been in the last quarter, but they, we didn't look like really we had it. At all, like we, the no, they really flatters. The, we, the eleven points probably flatters the score, really. At times in the third quarter, we did not like. We barely gave up a centre clearance. Every mm, time yeah. the ball went back to the middle, we won the damn football, and it was unreal. But then fourth quarter, we couldn't get a centre clearance to save ourselves. Yep. Um, last quarter was six goals straight to four goals two. We should mention fifteen three Collingwood. Next week they'll kick three. Would have been nice. Would have been nice if they kicked a few more points. Yeah. Gave us a shot. Um, 
But like, right. if you look at the, the all the stats too, like from the game, we won the clearances, we won the hitouts, we won, we won the, the, the for once. contested ball, we won a lot of the important stats, but we weren't good enough at finishing. Like we, in the end, we got it inside fifty more. I think we even mm-hmm. were more. Um, we just we just couldn't turn those shots on goal, and you know the whole what was it twelve goals? What did we kick? Ten goals, twelve goals, ten. Just wasn't good enough to fifteen. So twenty-two scoring shots to eighteen. Like we, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the problem. We just couldn't and, kick straight. We I don't know how many away in that third quarter. I haven't got a number, but it felt like a lot of their goals came from outside fifty or outside forty. Yeah. So I, I mean, good I, kicking. Yep. You pay that, but again, they could go out next week and kick three fifteen, and it wouldn't surprise me. We just but got we, a little bit unlucky on that front. Well, we often say good good kicking is good football. And it's a part of our issues is skills, you know, and skills of, by foot, as we've talked about, is our weakness. And I think the set shots shows up as something where we've been a bit like that all year, been pretty poor with our kicking. What? That was a bit of a tongue twister. You got through that very well. Shit shot. 10 out of 10. I felt that was the disappointment in the game to me is that I thought we were the better team. In a lot of ways, but when it came down to it, they played the better football when it was required. They did play better football, and it came from back half again. Like they had Quainor and Crisp kick goals where they ran it from D fifty to forward fifty with very little pressure. I'm fairly sure Majacek kicked one where he got belted after he kicked it. Same thing. It came from D fifty. So. Nothing really new in some areas, but hey, at least we tried. Um, can I please have your votes, kind sir? Uh, yes, you may, kind sir. Um, <clears throat> I gave Parrish the three, unlike Job. I don't know what he was. Hey, Maybe he felt like, because he's such a nice guy, they thought, oh, I can't give it to the Essendon guy, because, you know, that'll look too... Yeah, everyone will think I'm biased. Yeah, that's right. So he just went the opposite way and didn't even give him a vote. Didn't give any, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um... Uh, and then I go, look, I thought McGrath was, I like, uh, it pains me. <laughs> McGrath has to play off the halfback line. Number one draft pick playing as a halfback flanker. Look, it happens. Rich, was was he nearly a number one pick up at Brisbane? Sure. Let's not, let's not fact check it. <laughs> let's just say it. Yeah, but he's got a beautiful foot on Whoa. him. Boot. Williams from Carlton, they wanted him to be a mid and he's not. Yep. Uh, and then um, I, I, I can't help but give a vote to Rusty because of just, I can't help but watch him and watch. There was a couple of moments when he was coming into the 50 and he was looking for options. Like he had the ball. He said, come on, someone move for me and I'll kick it to you. And he always puts it right out in front of the forwards and marks it. And yep. look, to me, he could be the winger that I'm, I think we need personally because he he's got tank he's got speed and he's got great vision in the game yep uh daniel rich was pick seven so close enough yeah well that's close enough it was a good year that year I'm gonna assume. Yeah, yeah sure no one no one fact checked that um no one i mean i gave three to dryer parish obviously that's no not gonna be a shock to anyone i gave two to draper i just I liked his game and it came on the back of some pretty poor form. So that's pretty good. 
Um, and one to McGrath as well. I thought he was excellent. I did have Durham in there for the pity vote, the one vote, but no, McGrath probably uh, deserves that a bit more. All right. Everyone's favourite part. And I've seen some some corking comments. Jesus, there's a lot of comments. I apologise if I don't get to yours. Um, I'm not used to having to filter through quite this many, so appreciate appreciate your <laughs> commenting. Um, I've seen a few people comment on Francis. I think he's still being managed with a bit of a soreness through the VFL. That's funny because that was that injury, obviously, he got in that practice game yeah. where he hurt his, I reckon it was a hip or a knee, I can't remember now. And he went off and I thought, oh, geez, that looked bad. And then they brought him back on and he played out the game. I still think that was a strange moment because it looked yeah. like it really hurt him. Yeah. Um, I'm with you in the sense that I want him in the side. I watched some highlights. I was feeling a bit sad. So I watched the highlights of that St Kilda game from last year where we belted him by about 12 goals yep. in about round three. Francis played defence and was solid mm. as a rock. So get him back and get him back in that back six. Um, some comments around Zach Reed. Uh, from all reports, played his best game in the VFL. And if yep. Laverde goes out and Stewart is still injured, I don't see we have many other options other than to play the kid. We and don't. I'm not against it. <laughs> nope, 100%. Yeah, he's been building up. I think he's played probably four, maybe no, four games, I reckon, in the VFL. And apparently, yes, I did read that his last one was his best. I think he had 17 touches and looked pretty good. Yep. Uh, Joe is kept back. Co- kept Cox goalless. So that was exciting always a win yeah. uh joe back joey's back not not that joe joe carbine carbine um oh, season yeah. is done it's finally time for brian mm. to come in and perkins to get some midfield time agrees with yep. you on that front well, um, he's a young stringer in the making i'd go one better than that say he's a young james herd in the making yeah you've always talked to him about being a bit of a herd like bit of a herdy yep talking about bit. herds oh hang on we'll get to that okay. please um <laughs> Joe, again, have you always watched Sammy Durham's comments after the game? He said that it was great yes. having more mature heads in the team because it gives the youngsters more confidence to play with their, play to their strengths. He's playing off halfback with the skipper. If he feels that he needs more leadership despite playing back there with the captain, what does that say about our on-field leadership? Not a good sign. No, agree. I didn't see the comments. I was... Fighting I watched a bit of the interview the with um, Sammy and he talked about how like, the year before he was, a, I think he was a chippy and he was working on site somewhere. And then to be in front of 80,000 this week was pretty exciting. And he didn't let himself down. No, know. he was, uh, he was, he's very, like, I, I think, see, I think he's better than Guelphie to go back to that argument because he's, again, he's a year and he's about a year into his development at the club. It's funny, isn't it? We were, it, it, Half a year last year and a half a year this year. He's only 20 or 21, isn't he? Something yeah, like that. Sure. And and I see, like, he's got more attributes for an AFL football player, personally. He's got hmm. a bit of height. He's got the, you know, that bit of mongrel, bit of, you know, throw himself at it. But yep. he kicks a bit better. He can take a contested mark. He can take a high mark. He, you know, throws himself. So, for me, he's a better version. Personally. He's 20. He's 20. 20. It's funny how it was always Ham v. Guelphie. We've, we've pissed off Ham now. Now, Durham, be in the conversation. Durham v Guelphie will piss off well, Guelphie. Then... Guelph, Durham's a better player, I think. I agree with but you. That's just, just my opinion. I'm, you know, these guys are divisive among fans. Yep. Um, Andrew Neo suggests moving high into the forward pocket, to which Bomatool yeah. is back again, um, suggesting Hind to the wing. That's interesting. 
Not sure about the wing. He's quick. I mean, he's got good work rate. I don't, I don't hate it. At this moment, to be honest, Sam, I, I mean, I know we don't get to say these things to the coaches, but I don't mind. I, don't. What I think would be disappointed if in the ne- the rest of the year we don't see any experiments. I think that would be disappointed well, for us as yes. supporters. And again, don't preempt me too much there. Okay, sorry, go. I have a plan. I have a plan. Go. First time for everything. Um, Jimmy McGilvray suggests or says, how about touching on the poor rotations? In the last quarter, we had Merritt, Shield, McGrath and Parrish all on the bench uh, at the same time. Uh, uh, that was when we lost yep. a couple of centre clearances in a row after winning yep. them all day to lose the game. Yes, that was noticeable at the ground that crucial moments in the last quarter, Peter Wright was in the ruck and Parrish wasn't there. That was what I picked up. Yeah. Didn't realise it was quite that bad. Well, Parrish, yes, Parrish was off because of his ankle, obviously. And poor management. Merritt then had gone off in his rotation, which made it look worse. And then Draper had also, well, his rotation too. So it all compounded to be, well, that's a stuff up. And now that's when Collingwood, like Pendlebury had gone in and he was having an effect at that stage. Yep, sorry, that sounded like there was more coming there. Apologies. Yes. Um, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. King. I'm not knocking Darcy, but he needs to run more. His meters gained were awful. Clayton Oliver had the same amount of possessions as him and more than double the amount of meters gained. I think we touched on this enough earlier in that mm. his handballs were effective and more often than not were to a bloke who was on the run who was able to get the kick away. They were meaningful, yeah. effective disposals. So I don't don't agree with that one. Yeah, look, I, I don't think, to me, Parrish is not that you know 700 meters gain guy. He's if you, the in if, and under. He's getting the ball out to the guys. If like, you're releasing your job. teammates, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and maybe so, it's something he can work on in, as his career develops, like that sort of side. But at the moment, you don't he doesn't need have to do that other guys. A massive amount of meters gained when you're having an impact by freeing your teammates to get the meters yeah. gained. Like, no, I have no problem with it. Uh, guys like Mitchell, Tom Mitchell uh, would have had used to get forty touches, not about the same meters gained. And he won Brownlow's playing that, yeah, playing um, that style of football because he got it to the guys that could kick it, and he knew that was one of his not strengths. Yeah, uh, Joe again. What did Chuck do in response to Collingwood having an extra man behind the ball? I didn't notice any tactical Nothing. changes personally. Now this is something yeah. I want to touch on earlier, but yeah, I saw yeah. that comment and thought I would just leave it. Nice one. Uh, Goddard had a bit to say on Twitter about that, and I'm paraphrasing. So again, don't at me if it's wrong. Um, Basically, all throughout the day, Collingwood had the spare behind the ball or in front of the ball in their, in their back line, generally how or more. Mm. We used that extra number around the contest. Yep. That was our response to that as well. If you're going to have a player there, we'll have it around the contest, which is where a bit of a buzzword yesterday was over-possessing or over-complicating it. Where we handball, 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 then run out of options and then don't kick. And then when what frustrates me is that when we do kick and kick it straight to a Collingwood player, the same supporters all around me crack the shits because we kicked it straight to a Collingwood player. Like, I think what Joe's saying is right. We probably should have evened that number up. And I think uh, Goddard might have said the same thing is that we should have evened it up, up the ground and back, back the system, backed all that stuff at the contest. But, it explains that over-possessing, over-handling yeah, thing yeah. a little bit more. And turning but, around and kicking it backwards because there were no yes. options for it and there's how standing up there in front of you. I think what's frustrating and what Joe's point is, is that nothing changed. No. 
<laughs> it happened all day. And, and this goes to a deeper conversation we had about the coaching staff and the coaching technique that we're seeing at the moment is the concern at the moment is the style of football is reminiscent of Richmond in a period when they won flags, but the style of football we, we're trying to play, not that we are yeah, playing, we're trying to play that style. not playing it very well. Um, but it's not the style of football that's winning games at the moment. <clears throat> and uh, the concern is that because we've got a lot of ex-Richmond coaches. Um, we have two, but they're the most important well, two. But they're the two very influential <laughs> ones, yeah. And that we're playing a style that doesn't look like it can stand up. And maybe we're playing that style because we can't kick the ball very well, so we have yeah. to play a handball happy and style. The game's changed. Like, maybe Melbourne, enough, yeah. Melbourne don't play a Richmond style of football. No, and they and look very like, good playing at non-Richmond style football. It's very easy to say this in round six. The, the toughest games they're going to play over the next three months, Fremantle, Brisbane, and the other good team, who I forget, thank you, Sydney, are all at the MCG. Hmm. Now, I, there's every chance they'll be an upset, but they could legitimately go 20-2, and 21-1 sort of territory. Hmm. They don't play Richmond style of football. They play Melbourne style of football. Yeah. My issue or my concern is what you said, that we're trying to play a style of football that, one, we don't have the players to pull off, and two, is outdated. I would personally like to see... We can't even play it at the moment. They're losing Adelaide. No, well, they're, they're, so they're only one minute ahead of us for two years. Mm. I'd like to see someone else in the box. I don't know in what capacity. No, certainly not as coach. I'm not suggesting anything to do with truck. No. And Nathan Buckley, someone... External to the club, completely no, no, external. No. Not how can you hate on but like I know he's calling him all that Buckley. sort of stuff. I, I just don't think that that's the answer. Like an unsuccessful coach is well, how, the answer. He didn't win a flag, right? No, no, but he took a pretty wasn't a great list at the time within a goal of a premiership. I don't know if that's true either. And now they're pretty average. But but he was there for like how many? Twelve years? I think he probably had two rebuilds in the time he was there. I don't think he was there that long. Jesus. Oh, he would have been there 10 years at least. Anyway, it doesn't even have to be Buckley. Someone no, external no, to the well, club. Don't mention Buckley then. Who's clever. Just another opinion, another view, another mm-hmm. person of input that isn't an ex-Essendon player and isn't an ex-Richmond coach. Okay. I'm That's okay all. with that statement, but I don't like the Thank name. You. You're just don't like Buckley. No, I, I respect Buckley. Great player. <laughs> Decent coach, but not no world beater in any coaching department. Like he didn't, no, didn't do anything. All great. I'm saying is completely I know external. You've he's said got it. Nothing to do Stop with it. Stop saying it again. Nothing yeah. to do with it. But there are hundreds of blokes out there in the football world that are external. Yes, I agree. Listening. I agree. I just the example I chose was Buckley, and I'm yeah, okay. sorry I chose Buckley. Jesus. Um, that's it. We're that's canceling the pod. Podcasts off. We had a disagreement. Um, Daniel Hegarty said couldn't agree with you more on Guelphy Nathan. Yeah, yeah Daniel. Um Joe again, frequent regular contributor here, Joe. Guelphy's such a wonderful player, trying his absolute best week in, week out to ring out every drop of ability he's got. If three quarters of our team is as committed as Guelphy, mm. we've got a premiership team. I agree with that in parts, but not entirely in that Again, I go back to that ability isn't something that should be coached. Sorry, ability. Um, effort isn't something that should be yeah. coached. Ability. Isn't ability it? can be. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I agree. They, they all should be putting in that sort of effort that Guelphie yes. puts in. That's Without not, any questions being asked at yeah, all. That's right. 
that's not, and that's I think the, the sad standard that we're accepting at the Essendon Football Club at the moment is that we're seeing Guelphie and we're going, wow, look at we're him. happy with someone more. trying. Wow, yeah. someone's trying. It's just what we're conditioned Trying's to do. Trying's great. You should yeah. can try every week. You should try and put your body on the line. You should be backing back into packs. Should be getting crunched like. Um, I think there was a moment when um, Draper yeah, drifted back someone. on the wing. Yeah, no, well, no, no, he punched. He got oh. a punch. A fist to it went out of bounds. And um, Heppel came over and gave a big head shake and, you know, a big fucking, you know, great effort, mate. You mm. know, that's... What, that happened that another time with someone else too, which is mm. a terrible thing and to say because I can't remember who it was. Yeah, that's We should see effort. We shouldn't be surprised by effort. Uh, Joe's always also given his votes, which as such a regular yeah. contributor, I'll read out, obviously. Draper Parish Waterman. We haven't really touched on Waterman. Well, four goals. Very good from you, Joe. Four goals. Yeah, to be honest, Waterman, took his chances. That bit on the wing was horrible where he oh. turned around like 50 times. Yep. Well, he had he got out and then he turned back around. If you <laughs> he turned back around to a player, like it got caught. Like, and yet he had an Essendon player. He couldn't. The problem was he's very left foot dominated. He was on his right side. He had to try and get back inside of the ground to get it onto his left foot. And he got caught out. And I think it's a it's an issue for him. It's a reason why he can, can't be a midfield forward. He can only be a forward. But four goals, he kicks the ball well. He's good in one-on-ones. I'm happy to have him as a forward at the moment because of what he does. Yeah, absolutely. And if he kicks, if he can kick a couple of goals a game as a forward, he, he's capable of taking a mark and a contested mark at that. He can tackle. Yeah, stick him in the forward line. No drums, yeah, no drums. at all. Um, there was a comment that I saw earlier about, I think it was actually, it was Joe, actually, which I'm not picking on you. Not that that would be picking on you. Uh, I can't find it again. He basically said, like, it's time to just chuck Brian in, chuck, you know, start these really rotations like and really get, try some shit, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I didn't want you to talk about Heard earlier. Tom Heard, I want to say, because his brother played yeah. in the VFL as well. Tom Heard kicked two goals, three, had... 26 touches and our AFL forward line kind of sucks. So yeah. Yeah, we just a bit of Waterman th- kicking four. Apart from Waterman. It's a bit of a thing there, but yeah, I agree. Season's done, right? So what we, we've got, Truck, you've got a bit of a license now to try some shit. And hey, if you throw enough of it, something might stick. And some guys, all they need is opportunity. And well, Heard could be that guy. So I'm all for that Heard coming in. Yeah. And as I said, look, we're not in charge of what happens for the rest of the year. We don't get what? to make these decisions. I know. It's stupid. It should be like by proxy or something like that. That was the whole um, reason we started the podcast. So we could do well, stuff. Play a membership for what? Um, then I, I, I hope that the coaches take this opportunity because, you know, I don't think we're going to be very good. Let's take this opportunity to, to play some players. And we see like, you know, if Laverde is injured, I'd love Reed to come in. And mm. even if not, maybe Reed plays one more game in the VFL and then he comes in over either BZT, I'm not sure, or whoever, yeah. and plays out the rest of the year. And we see what we've got. You know, if he's fit, if everything's ankle, I think it was the ankle or I think it was an ankle or back problem he had. So if whatever's, if all that's fine. Reed. Yeah. If all that's fine, I'd love to see him play. Um, and, you know, a kid like the Herd who's been on our list for a few years, hasn't he? Mm. Young Herd. Yep. So I wouldn't mind just seeing Tip and Woody. I don't, he can just keep plodding away in the VFL until he gets himself mind right. Um, yep. Hurley's another one would be great to maybe see where he's at. Like I'd, 
I'd hate for him just to never play football again. Yeah. I'd love to see him just to get back out in the game and have a nice moment, have a victory, you know, and, you know, play with the boys one more time. And he might call his career over because I don't know what sort of injuries he's got or what, where he's at in his life. 32 you know? and hasn't played for two years. Yeah. That's yeah, I know. Just... But it, I would think, I hope that Essendon can find a way to, for a guy like that, who's the heart and soul of the club to, you know, get himself back just for a couple of games at the end of the year. But if that's instead of a read or something like that, then that might not be great. Well, but... I'm against farewell games for the sake of farewell games. I know that was a bit of a controversial controversial subject around Bell Chambers. Um, I would hope Bell Chambers, Hurley, Hooker, all those guys that were wrapping up their career. And at the time, it was Bell Chambers wanting to play against Melbourne. So it was Draper to play yeah. against Gorn or himself. Right. The value... Draper would have got out of that game. I can't remember what even happened now, but the, the value that Draper would have got out of that game is huge. So yep. I would hope, yep. same thing, if Hurls gets to round 23 and sees, well, Zachy Reed's got a good chance here to play against a bloody good forward. I don't need to play this game. Have him at the ground by all means. Have him do a little lap of honour in a car. We'll all give him a clap and say, thanks, Hurls. You've been great for yep. 13 years. Yeah. Anyway, we'll cross anyway, that bridge when... Yeah, yeah, we'll cross that bridge. But I would like to see a few of these guys and, you know, maybe even see, you know, Frank is another one I'd like to see back Frank in the back team. In the back line, yep. Yep. Um, I think yeah, the so. point is, if we're going to roll the dice, if we're going to mess around with anything, it needs to be with younger guys. Definitely. Like, and like I said, if you, th- if you throw some shit, something's going to stick. And it might be heard. It might be heard that comes in and kicks two or three goals and you go, holy crap. One, we've well, got someone be- who's capable of kicking goals, yep. but two, it's a herd. How well, good. and it might be a Brian. Brian might come in Brian, and yeah. double ruck with um, Draper, and we might see, hey, this Brian can actually play as a half tall, half forward option. Like yeah. maybe not to the level of um, Jackson, but on the, in that mould where you know he can he moves pretty well, and we can see something. Yeah. I just I'll be disappointed at the end of the year if we're the twenty two that rolls out is we the same no, as we, what was. Yeah. Not can't it be riots. Um, I'll just try and get excited about a herd. Anyway, a couple of little comments because they're nice um, <laughs> to wrap it up with. I think it's a good way to finish it. Always nice. It's nice Murray, nice. you know, Muzz, Muzz. Two comments from Muzz. Yep. Um, why don't many people tune in to listen to you guys? Been asking myself the same question. Oh, um, well, Murray, because people are fools. Fools, Murray. Look, Murray, we do okay. We're, we're pretty happy with what we get, but appreciate your comment. And I love we your show. Like Very entertaining. Thank you. Oh, well, well, we weren't going for entertaining. Amazing. We love we're feedback. Hmm. We love feedback. We get positive, negative. We love it. Thank you. All right. We've done our votes. We, we've talked about the future. We've solved none of our problems. Do you have any final <laughs> comments? Um, doggies next week. Uh, they're, not, they're not playing great footy. Let's they're not crash hot, but they still scare me. <laughs> of course, they're, of course, they're playing the grand final last year. Um, if the effort arrives again from the Collingwood game, if Parrish is okay, if Reed plays, that'll be exciting. Um, they don't have a ruckman. Well, they have a thirty-seven-year-old Martin. So yes, no Tim English. That's big. No Tim English. So look, Good let's just hope the ruckman. effort turns up. We could play two, but Ruckman and stretch him there. Um, but let's just hope the effort turns up and whatever happens after that we'll deal with because we can't, you're not going to turn around the ability in a week. But as we talked about, the effort should be there. That's yep. the bare minimum we want to see is the effort Absolutely. again. 
Yeah. We can't have it one week and then it's gone. Like if we turn up next week and get, like it's a bit like the Freo game or the Geelong game. If we get pumped, yeah. I'll be really frustrated because you can't just rock up for one week after the heat comes on you and go, well, we did a week. Look at us. But we didn't even win. I guess that's no, the thing. We didn't is even win. It should still be negative and should still be a bit of like, well, it's we didn't burning. do what we were meant well, to do. We played some, better. Was it Herbertron? Have you seen his video where he shows all these clips of um, um, Heppel going, "Oh, really? Bur- really hurt that one. That hurt. That lost. Really. That really burnt. That really yeah, hurt." Yeah. And there's all these different clip after again. That one really. Oh, that one really. The, yeah, we're hurting the boys. We're that one hurting, really yeah. hurting. We're just the players. Yeah, we were feeling it like this. We're really hurting. Our- <laughs> yeah. How many times? I was you- in the same video. We played the Monty Python <laughs> clip of always yeah. on the bright side of life. Um. <laughs> on that tremendous, tremendous song and bombshell. Mm. Uh, we'll call it there. We will be back live on Facebook and everywhere else Thursday night for the preview for the Dogs game. Another Sunday game, just making us wait. Oh. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for your input. Thank you for your input, Nathan. You, uh, I'm glad we finally had a disagreement. Had to happen eventually. Ooh, yeah, two, two Sam. Yeah, two, huge. What was the second one? Oh, about Buckley, yeah. Yeah, Buckley's chance of that happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, as I said, we'll be back Thursday night for the preview. And uh, until then, go Dons as always. Yeah, Bombers. And we're clear.